0: You're listening to Breakthrough with A.J. Barrera.
1: Hey, thank you for tuning to Breakthrough. I'm your host, A.J. Barrera, and I got my lovely co-host, Jennifer Mussel.
2: Hello, how are you?
1: And I also got a special co-host today for the day, Alan Marin.
2: Hi there. Welcome.
1: Welcome. to the show. Thank you for being part of it. We are going to be talking about evidential mediumship and uh, physical mediumship. So we are going to be covering some of the mediums. Um, there are seeing mediums, which are like people who are just clairvoyant. they are also clairaudient mediums who will just focus on those abilities psychics, intuitives, and sensitives. Um, There are also individuals who are intuitive counselors. So we are going to be trying to cover up a little bit of everything and trying to break down like what are some of these abilities and how it can help you guys out, either understanding the process, but also the tips that can help you moving along through um, your spiritual journey. So just right off the top, what are some of the areas of physical mediumship that that we can cover about? We
3: can cover um, trance. Okay. We can cover table tipping. Perfect. We can cover um, automatic writing, perhaps. All right. The types of medium. Yeah, that's one type of medium. Those are all physical. Physical. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay.
1: So, and those are some of the things we are going to try to get across to you guys, because again, people are either aware or unaware of it. And we're just going to probably break it down into lamesturbs and kind of let you know like what this work is truly about you know the part of evidential mediumship people kind of think it's more of mental mediumship which is kind of like um the mind of the, of the medium basically reading the information or bringing through information from the loved one specific informations they miss you i love you um not just that but more so the evidence of birth dates you know traits of who they were um past information so if we can tie this all in together and kind of give people a little insight of what this work is about i think it would help us out, but also the listeners that are tuned to the show. So stay tuned. We'll be talking about in our next segment: evidential versus physical mediumship.
0: You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: So we are talking about evidential mediumship versus physical mediumship. What are the differences, Alan? What are some of the uh, ideas, or maybe um, some pros and cons about this work that you can kind of? Inside us, with
3: <laughs> okay, evidential mediumship is, as I said earlier, a medium is a conduit. So the medium would use tools like clairvoyance, clear hearing, or clear audience, clear hearing, or clairvoyance, clear seeing, and and give the um, client bits of information that they're picking up. In other words, spirit commingles energy with the conduit being the medium and the medium is able to either see in small pictures or little video, so to speak. Clear hearing is when we hear spirit, it's usually on the right side of our head, just above our ear. Um, absolutely. And so you're hearing it sometimes audibly, but most times it's like chatter in your head.
1: Correct. <laughs> and so
3: that's pretty much what a um, evidential medium is. They well, give evidence.
1: So when when you're doing this work, like for me, for instance, like when I'm working with clients, either in person, or over the phone, whatever it is, um, I actually do hear like ringing, I actually do hear like something coming in, like almost like a, a generator vibration kind of flowing in. And I hear it from from a point of view where either it's my thoughts speaking, or two, I actually hear like little snippets of words saying like John, James, or talk about this, talk about that. So that's one big part of it. But also as being like a, a medium who is like a seer who actually sees energy, I don't oftentimes see spirit behind a person. There are mediums like Van Prague who's like, I see your father standing right behind you. I'm not one of those type of mediums. Some people are. So I think it's about like the evidence that you're given that worth that kind of support the information that you're giving you that does make you evidential and the work. And some people, you know, would say, okay, you know, they had gray hair, they have like walk like this, walk like that. I think that's perhaps maybe just traits of things. I don't know if that's maybe the mediumship part of it, but I do that's maybe, I believe that's like psychic energy that you're picking up if maybe their personality, what their laugh sounded like, things of that nature. So I think if we kind of nail things in as, as a medium and focus on that area, I, I think we kind of focus on like shining that energy of bringing on the positive traits the positive things. and. Make sure people walk away with some sort of um, information that is valid. You know what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than going away, well, I don't know if that was them. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, but also keep in mind that those pieces of evidence opens the door. And it also helps the person you're reading for to become more relaxed and to let the energy flow. And Absolutely. that way it builds a stronger bond between the two to give the best reading. Or the information that needs to come in,
1: absolutely. And, and your verse on the physical part, on the physical mediumship. I mean, there's a array of things that falls into physical mediumship. I mean, we could talk on for days about this.
3: Yes, yes. And that's more my line of where I come in. Besides the teaching, physical mediumship is where you go into an even deeper state, almost like a trance state. And there are three levels. By the time you become what we call comatose, but you have to have um, that agreement with your guide and trust in your guide that, um, you know, you, the work will be uh, positive and, um, and they will help you through the process. And so, you know, that includes channeling where you're actually picking up the vibrations and you're like putting the messages out. There's transfiguration where you go into deeper states, and your um, your uh, chemistry, so to speak, mm-hmm. begins to break down, and spirit overlays, and the people that are in the room actually see the spirit overlay on your face. Wow! Or you, when spirit gives a message, and it doesn't come right away, mm-hmm. you have to let your guide use your vocal cords, and it takes a while before they can speak through you. And a a lot of times it will be, um, like my guide is, is a Tibetan, um, guide. And when he comes through, he's very old. I have a male voice. I have a Fu Manchu. My fingers are very long. My face elongates and those things you, you see, you know, right away. And he speaks through my vocal cords. Um, There are other things like table tipping and you know when that's working because there's heat in your hands and it's like electricity shooting out. And, you know, people will say, oh, you're doing that. You know, my thing would be come and try it with me. Right. And then you need to experience Experience it it before you poo poo it. (laughs) But actually what happens is spirit is overlaying on you and their hands are on your hands and you feel this ripple because it travels as a wavelength and you feel the ripple across the table and then it begins the more collective energy of the group um and it also works with your subconscious mind so when i do table tipping with groups i i tell them you have to empty out your head
1: right and you have
3: to not think about it, don't force it, make it very playful. We usually play music with it and sing and and so forth. And that's what the old spiritualist camps used to do with their table tipping or using their planchettes. You know, you have the Ouija boards, but in the spiritualist camps, they had planchettes where they would put a pencil or a piece of chalk and they would put Uh Mm -hmm. they would put their hands on it and spirit would write
1: all these messages that were messages. Now, do you think like even going into this work of physical mediumship, not so much the evidential side, do you think there are areas that have become taboo of it? Like for instance, the Ouija board automatic writing, some people would say it's devil's work or as, are you channeling something through God or from a bad entity? Mm -hmm. Like I, I do believe like when you're protected and grounded and it comes from a divine energy, you are going to get that divine energy. And I think there are times that you may get energies that may come in that may be a lower level, but I don't think it's, it's going to come to the point where you they take over your body. I think you become vulnerable or you become weak or that energy kind of like overlays them. It's almost like, again, like the movie goes. Here's another reference.
3: Well, you know, first of all, you have to put the intent out and you have to believe that your guide or your gatekeeper is there to only let in like... I light white candles. I'm Catholic, so I do in Our Father. And I put the intent out, what am I asking for today? It's always some type of knowledge. And I've done automatic writing for many, many years. I mean, I have volumes of stuff. And the writing that comes through is really beautiful. I've not had a bad experience. Even with Ouija, nowhere on the box does it tell you you know, <laughs> they, they do it as a game. So right. if you go in with the intent, oh, I want power. Or, oh, I'm going to call something demonic. Right. And you know, what? Already get it. what you ask for is what you get. Absolutely. So when I'm teaching it as a tool in class, um, I always, again, light the white candle, say the prayer. What is it that we want to know or evoke, you know, in, in our learning today? Um, and I've not, had bad experiences in that way, you know, using a board. Think of it as investigators going out. They're using REM pots. They're using EVP devices. What difference is it, you know, between that and a board
1: or a writing
3: tool? The transfiguration
2: is totally different, right? And if they say that possessions can happen. Not
3: every, yes, but if you go in with your guide, and you always ask. I always ask for angels and ascended masters to work with me. That's the difference. But that's your you intention. You have to know what you're doing. You just you don't, don't be the layman and go in and do it. Jump, yeah. And you never work alone. No,
1: absolutely You must not.
3: always have at least one person in the room. So if you need to come out,
1: then they can
3: pull you out. Pull you out. Absolutely. And my thing is I always will ask for my guide and ascended masters, but subconsciously I know when I want to come back, I wiggle my fingers that brings me back to reality Absolutely. or my toes. And then little by little, I can come back to this state or this plane. It,
1: it's just like meditation. Like when we teach people in workshops and classes and so on and so forth, it's part of that way that we kind of have people come back to the class and come back almost to the state of mind. We're almost like, okay, we're back here on this level not somewhere else. So but we'll be talking a little bit more in different areas about that as well. Now, what I want to kind of go into is that do you feel there are dangers um, of going into like maybe the trance and maybe channeling that maybe some people think, oh, it's not real. It's not this. It's not that. Because like Ouija board, people think it's a game. Mm -hmm. None of this is not a game and people don't know anything about this. And that's a scary part. And most
3: of the people that use it are teenagers. Yeah. And they vibrate at a whole different level than mature people do. Oh yeah. And babies, you know, we all have our different vibratory rates.
1: Absolutely. And and I think when we come in that energy, it's, it's all about like, it's all for fun. It's all for games. And, and that's the sad part about it. Is or that,
3: sometimes asking and making deals. Oh
1: yeah. Like to get I, what you want. Well, I knew an individual that made a deal with, you know, yes. the mm-hmm. dark side, you know what I mean? And you know, the person ended up moving out of my house and this and that ended up finding out like, this person had like witchcraft stuff and yeah like, like a wand. I'm like, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Yeah. So did this individual make a pact with the devil? I, I don't know if it's the devil, but I do believe it's from the dark side though. Yes. I can tell you that much. Yes. You know what I mean?
2: Well, did it work?
1: Possibly. Or am I, I would, the one I that's
2: supposed to tell you about that?
1: <laughs> no, I think it was really with the dark energy yeah. that this individual came from. But we are going to go into some area. Were we going to say something? Go ahead. No,
3: I was going to say it's very easy to open that door, but very, very hard to shut, shut it. it.
1: Absolutely. And with that being said, we're going to be right back after this quick break.
0: You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: We got another caller on the phone line. We got Claudia from Thermal, California. Hi, Claudia. What's your question? How can we help you?
4: Um. Hi, AJ. Um, well, like, my mom passed away. This is going to be her 10th anniversary this year. And it's, like, every year has been harder for me to even, like, accept it. And, like, I just kind of wanted to know if she was even, if she's, like, proud of the person that I am now.
1: You know, and... You know, here's here's the thing, Claudia, when I tune into energy, I definitely feel like the moment of your mother kind of like smiling down from you from heaven from the other side. And I definitely feel like when her energy comes forward, I don't get her as a dominant lady. I get her as a woman that's coming through through um sincerity, through more so kind of in a way of like um making sure that I apologize to you. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there was maybe um issues or maybe unloose ends that happened with your mother before she passed over, but she wants to let you know she's very proud of you. And she wants to let you know that there's no worries about saying, I'm sorry. Does that make sense? Yes. And and she also wants to validate with you because when I tune into energy, she's also bringing up my mom's name. So is there also like a Margaret or like a Marie, like an MR name connected here, please?
4: Next to her name?
1: Like sorry. still living or passed over?
4: Um, my, well, my, my sister's Maria.
1: Okay. So this would be her way, giving the love to your sister and acknowledging her. So let your sister know that she steps forward and comes through and gives her the love. I don't know if your sister's open to it, but let her know I give her love. And she's also telling me to talk about happy birthday. Happy birthday. So is a birthday coming? Oh, my,
4: my brother's birthday was yesterday. Okay,
1: happy birthday from mom. It's just her way of validating that process for you. So this is mom's way of acknowledging the kids, acknowledging the family that is connected here. But your mom's making you feel like that she can still communicate and she can still talk with you. So I don't know if she had a difficult time speaking with you or talking towards the end of her passing, but she mm-hmm. wants to let you know she can talk to you now. It's not to say I love you, but let you know that I'm still around you. Does that make sense?
4: Yes, and, and yeah, she, I've always like like I've always felt like something protecting me, and somehow, like I knew it was always her,
1: well, she definitely wants to validate that she's always around you and giving that love and giving you that advice from the other side. But she's telling me to tell you, be patient. So I don't know if you've been very impatient with your mother or very impatient in life, like in the last maybe three weeks or three months. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. And she's telling that me that. Means- and, yeah, she, and she's telling me that life. all this is going to come to you. All this is going to make sense for you because I t- I'm telling you that it, it's weird because she's not showing me like birds or butterflies. Um, there's a way that she's showing it's, and this may sound so unique of how I'm going to say this, but it's almost like she comes around you through like spiders. Does that make sense? To to what? It's almost like her sign to you is like through spiders or through like mocking you. So is that does that make sense? Oh, <laughs> I I. Got a black widow tattooed on my foot. Okay. Oh, oh my God. That is so. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. That is creepy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This was like
4: after her passing.
1: Okay. So this would be your mom's way validating that experience and validating this is her way of through spider. So if you got that in honor of her, <laughs> yeah. she wants to let you know thank you for doing that and thank you for honoring her because it's her way of giving the love to you. Um, real quick, I also have my special guest here, Alan, who's on the phone, who's on the phone line. Who's actually here in studio with you? Do you want to jump in and say anything here, Ellen?
3: One of the things uh, that you mentioned was, you know, you wanted to know um, if she was proud of you. Just remember that on the other side, there is no judgment, uh, Mm -hmm. like there is on this earth plane. And because we are physical beings, we miss those hugs and kisses and Mm -hmm. you know, pats on the back. You're doing a great job. You just have to be open and accept the signs that are all around you and Mm -hmm. um, you know when you're uh, able to um, open freely more and more will make sense to you and and it will just come running through the
4: floodgate for you does that make sense yeah yeah that's always something like I've always said like you know I would give anything for like a hug or a kiss from her and then especially like in these Last few moments, like, like last few days, like it's just been really hard. And I'm like, I've always been like, oh, you know, like my mom was my everything. This is what I is.
0: This is what I'd
3: like you to do. I'd like you just to have some you time, just Mm -hmm. find a quiet place, close your eyes, do some deep breathing, relaxing breathing and open yourself up and set the intent. Mom, I'd like you to, to join me. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. what comes in sometimes information or moving you in a direction that you need to be in.
4: Okay.
1: You know, and, and here's the amazing part too, is that I, I think the validation is with your mother is that you already validated that thing. You know, I wish my mom was still around me. I wish she could still hug me. Is that you said mm-hmm. she's already doing that. And I think it's about making that connection. You now here, here, here's a perfect moment that I, I think a lot of people experience with their loved ones is that um, do you, I I talked about the movie Ghost because there are so many parallels for people. There are so many things that make sense even for me when I was growing up and even for me when I lost loved ones. Um, Have you watched the movie Ghost?
4: Um, Yes.
1: Okay. There's a scene in there where Molly Jensen, which is Demi Moore, she's in her living room, and this is after her her husband or her boyfriend, it was her husband, I believe, that passed on Sam Wheat. And she's sitting there, and she's saying, you know what, um, Sam, is that you? And she thought it had a moment, and she goes, nah, it's not him. Sam was right there right next to her and giving her the mm-hmm. love and saying, I'm right here. I've been with you all my life. And I think that's the same feeling I want you to understand is that even though you're speaking to your mom and talking to your mom, she's right there with you and she may not be with you 24 seven, but she's right there hearing your thoughts and hearing the energy that is sent out to the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want you to kind of honor your mom and kind of like, you know, know that your mom is still there, but in, for, in, a, in a funny way, in a jokative way, I, I would be laughing if for some reason that a spider somehow falls on you or some some somehow a spider crawls up on your leg today that would probably be your mom's way of joking around with you saying hey this is my sign for you in a joking <laughs> way let you know this is my love
2: okay can i just share something really really quick um i know that you two are the mediums here but when she started talking i saw white bright white light and then i saw you like sitting almost on like on a pedestal with like a crown so i don't know if you're the oldest or if if your mom used to call you a queen or a princess or something yes. like that but um, that's um,
4: yeah,
1: I'm the youngest, and she just always called me Reina. Oh, my God, Reina. Oh, my God. Awesome. So so this is all validation, and I think when we tap into that vibration, this is just your mom's way saying I'm right here and expressing the love. So please let your brothers and sisters know that she comes through, says happy birthday, acknowledges them by name, and so on and so forth to let you know that they're mm-hmm. part of the energy and part of their life. Okay, sweetie. Okay,
4: thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much, thank Claudia, a, for, for being on the show, and we hope that this helps you out and plants a little seed for you.
4: No, it did so much it just came just in the right moment thank you so much I really appreciate
2: it you're welcome thank you so much for your call
4: have a great day you too
1: we'll be back right after this break
0: this is Breakthrough with AJ Barrera
1: welcome back to the program so we are gonna be talking about the healing side of mediumship, um the physical side of it. and some of the things we are gonna be talking about is automatic writing. Um, some of it is also going to be talking about trance, uh, channeling, transfiguration. Kind of think of trance as a form of meditation. Um, uh, meditation plays a big part in all this work. I mean, you got to meditate, you gotta stay in focus, you gotta stay in tune, and but also a lot of it is being grounded with this work and not being vulnerable to the energy and vulnerable to entities and spirits. So, what are some, maybe some tips or maybe some pointers for people who may not know what the heck automatic writing is? I mean, when I was growing up doing this work, and I think they still call it in psychology, free association writing. So in our field or our terms, it's called automatic writing. So what what is automatic writing?
3: Automatic writing is when the energy of the person and spirit commingle through meditation. And, and, um, what I use is a very soft pencil because as it goes across the surface of the paper, you don't want the friction. So you don't want to use like a ballpoint pen. You don't want to use a felt marker. And you'll, uh, again, you'll know when spirit commingles because you're going to feel the electricity in your hand. And when spirit learns to write through you, um, don't expect big words right away. Right. It takes a while. It may be like little doodles, little scribbles, but the more, like anything else, a music lesson, the more you do it, the more accomplished you become. And I remember my very first automatic writing that I um, was successful in. I was watching TV and I just had a, a pad of paper and a pencil. And all of a sudden, my hand started moving on its own. It's like, oh, shit.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so,
3: um, it said, go, go outside. And I said, go outside. And it said, go, 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 go now. So I got up off the couch, went outside and it, oh, and the message said, see the cold car. I went outside, my neighbor across the street and two doors down was in a gold car pulling out. So I said, oh, I believe (laughs) you now. So I came back in and it continued to write and it said, go to the library. At nine o'clock at night? I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> and so it, um, I said, well, I can't go. Can I go another day? And they said, yes. And um, they said, get a book on the angels. And I said, well, how will I know what book it is? And they did a doodle. Well, two days later, I went to a Barnes and Noble, which is kind of like a library. Right. And you know what, how I'm sure with you, you go into a bookstore and your eyes meet just on a caught, book and right. you just pull it out. Well, it was called Connecting with Your Spirit Guides. And when I pulled it off the shelf, it was the doodle that I did.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. I knew it was the
3: right book. Wow. And then I just set aside on a Sunday, white candle, Our Father. I would write the question first, leaving spaces, and then ask spirit. And spirit would give me the answers. And what I like about doing it the old-fashioned way is when a new spirit comes in, the handwriting changes.
1: I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot with mediums, and even mediums who are even doing readings for clients, some of them still continue to write or channel the information, and all that information will change, meaning their characteristic, the traits, even their personality, um, even the doodles they draw, Mm -hmm. I mean, even stuff that they they wouldn't normally write, it's not even their verbiage. I mean, that's yeah. the amazing part with And they spirit. always
3: will write in your point of reference. So right. people will say, well, how come this word is misspelled? Well, it's because that's how you spell, spell it. it. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> how I've spelled it, so not how the other it. person spelled yeah, it. They won't right. fix it for you. They right. do in your point of reference.
1: Absolutely. Because it's almost like spirit trying to use the vocal cords. Exactly. You know, we, we were talking about earlier in the beginning of the show where you go through um, transfiguration. They start having the overlay on the body. I mean, spirit needs to learn how to work with the body. I mean, it's almost like, them stepping into uh, it's like me working on a car, which I do not know how to work on a car. I can't probably just change my oil and change my tires. I don't know anything about the engine. I can't take it apart. So there's a part of it like spirit. They have to get used to the body, they have to get used to using how the body works. I mean, it may take months or maybe weeks for a person mm-hmm. to learn how to speak or how the vocals come through. Yeah. There's another area we can talk to, which is using a mediumship trumpet. I mean, there's so many ways we can go with this that can make people go, Wow, that's interesting. or wait, I need to know more about this.
3: You know, and even talking about the trumpet for over 20 years, every Tuesday, you know, religiously, I had a group of mediums in the house to sit in development circle and we would have the trumpet out. And when we would go into altered states, people would actually begin to see mist coming out of my mouth as I was going into trance.
1: Wow. Is that for, no, for, for those who that do not know what a trumpet is. Can you explain what a trumpet is?
3: A trumpet looks like a cheerleader megaphone. And they come in various sizes. You want them to be light. And in the days of uh, mediumship or spiritualism, when they would have the seance sessions, they would ask spirit to show them signs. And these things would actually take flight and move about bells would ring, you know, you would see mist or people even beginning to throw ectoplasm, which is like in the movie Ghostbusters, the slime. That's what it
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of people, I always tell people, you know, Slimer, he's ecto. Like, he's not just a ghost. They go, really? I go, yeah, that's what all that gooey stuff is. That's what a medium produces is that ecto, that nasty, slimy stuff. And, you know, it's hard to capture or to be studied on. I mean, one of the greatest people of all time is um, who has been documented, gagged and bound, who um, is still up on his foundation, Leslie Flint. Flint, mm-hmm. um, Amazing medium. I mean, he's been put to the test like crazy, and still people don't believe it. Yeah. And that's the sad part. And it's
3: really tough on the body. You oh, know, yeah. I had a, a noted medium say, you know, with your physical mediumship, you have to be careful because it works on your pancreas and your liver. Right. And, you know, Why? you tend to go, it's just... All the hormones, I guess, that are released. Oh, okay. And um yeah, I at one point came down with some problems pre diabetes. So wow. it, it does take a toll on your body. And that's why I think a lot of mediums don't want to move in that direction.
1: I know at times How do you know when, when, when oh. I sit, I know at times when I focus on the physical mediumship part, when I go into trance and whatnot, there are times where I'm like laid out, like mm-hmm. the next day or for a couple of days. Yeah. I'm beat. I'm tired. Like I'm, I don't want to do anything. And I don't know if that's because of one. I'm lazy or two because there's something actually happened during that process. But I do feel like that's my body telling me like, slow down, don't Mm -hmm. do this, take care of yourself. So there are good things and bad things about it, but I don't want to really emphasize on the negative part because I think if you just know about it and educated about it, there's not really the negative parts that you'll see of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about rhythmic breathing as well. I mean, I've, I've been called into homes and there was one famous home, you know, Uh, when I walked in, I was fine. And there was so much negative energy. It was the first time I actually got violently sick. Wow. And uh, on the way home, it was like I fell asleep in the car. I was in bed the whole next day Mm. in order to shake it. And that's only happened to me twice in my life. Usually I can tell them to back off or whatever, but it was just really powerful, negative energy.
1: When things like that happened, I mean, that's kind of like an awareness or awakening for the medium or the person who's in this state of mind. You say, okay, pay attention, take yourself this way, or don't go in that mm-hmm. energy field, or don't work yourself so hard. Because I think sometimes when we're interested and we want to experiment and we want to learn more, sometimes we don't know what we're getting ourselves into because it's new to us, yes. and it's new to spirit. So it's almost like it's not spirit doing intentionally. It's almost like their way of just saying, hey, I'm new to this too. I'm trying this out. It's like me working with spirit. When I'm doing readings with people, it's almost like, the loved ones who are passed over it becomes like a surprise party for those loved ones it's almost like holy crap this is real like this is actually <laughs> happening it's the same way that i feel when we go into physical mediumship yeah. you
2: yeah. know <laughs> um okay so i know that there's a breakdown with the mediumship i wanted to touch base on something that i know is really important to mediums which is the sitter right cuz we didn't really talk about the the mechanics of the realm that you guys are tapping into and the energy that you you need to kind of like feel to connect with with spirit because they say that the soul doesn't die and that's how you guys are connecting to these so we're the physical body right as the medium tapping into another realm um so when you're tapping into this this energy you know a lot of a lot of the sitters they're not really sure what the takeaway is going to be i think a lot of people think it's kind of godlike you know kind of prophetic to go see a psychic get all the answers and go all right my life is fixed um so with with the with the sitter i mean do they do they have to have an intention to to connect with you guys i mean i just want to kind of briefly point this out for for those who are interested in mediums and and psychics that you can't just go in blocked off right like oh well they'll know and if they don't know then they're not good i mean is it the energy flow of everything that's really important right because i don't think a lot of people know that you have to sit with a family member or a connection to this individual that you're trying to reach and there's no other way of doing it I mean, you have to know the person.
1: Well, for, for me, and this is my, the way I work is that I have studios that will contact me like for production to do a TV show, whatever it's for, and they want me to refer to Celebrity. They go like, okay, we want to refer Johnny Cash. Can you bring through Johnny Cash? Or I go, yeah, do you got one of his family members here? They go, oh no, we can you just bring him through like right now? I go, doesn't work that way. For me, I need some sort of personal connection, but also I want validation. I want to know that I'm connecting with it, not something that I either want Heard of, thought of, read of in the past. So I really want to know it's spirit speaking through me. And I think sometimes, you know, these executives, they have no idea how this the works. The evidence, right. Yeah, it's about the evidence that you're bringing through. And they think you just summons, you know, like Larry Joe and, you know, and who else on the other side. It doesn't work that way.
3: Well, and and sometimes it's good to do um, psychometry.
1: Psychometry is always great, yes. You know, yes.
3: whether it be on your person. Um, for instance, this is my mother's wedding band. And so, you know, it could be that imprinted energy. A photograph is great. Oh, yes. So, and always tell the, um, the person that is sitting, come with the intent. I, a lot of times I'll say, you know, whoever you want to bring in, try thought or before you go to sleep, will you join me in this reading? Wow. And a lot of times Let's they're already there. With the medium before the client arrives, all the
1: time happens. All the time with me, even when I do like public events, like group events, um, spirits already in the car with me. Um, yeah. It's usually when I get into the green room; it's all, they're already speaking up here. And I think it's kind of their way of saying, like, "We're already with you." But I think when you set the intention out too, yes. it's not that you're creating it, but you're just kind of letting them know, like, "Hey, if you show up, thanks for showing up. If you don't, you know, you know." It's well, like, and
3: don't you think it opens them up more as oh, well? Yeah. They're not blocked. Absolutely. To the situation, so it's a win win for everybody. I but,
2: agree. I agree. Yeah, I was gonna say at the end of the day, then that could be the sitter that made the medium not good or 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 you know good or not good. I guess I don't know what. However, well, you say that
3: if a sitter is blocked, it's harder sometimes for the medium to break through that brick wall. Right. Absolutely. You know, if if they have a secret. They want a reading, but they may have a secret and they don't want right. you to know that part of it. Right. I've done a reading with one of those where it was like a
2: motorcycle hitting a wall. And it's like, right. what the heck is going on? So uh, so in layman's terms, and basically an evidential medium is one that would give you names, symbols, dates, facts, descriptions. Um, Am I proof, leaving anything evidence. out? Proof, proof. proof, evidence. And not that we're trying to prove that the spirit exists, but it does. So when you're going out there and seeking mediums and psychics, you guys, you really have to set your intention out there for what you want to receive, but also just understand that it's facts, evidence, and all of this data that would make one separate one from a good one versus a charlatan, which we haven't even talked about, which we probably won't today. But anyway, just wanted to note on that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> okay. so we're we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with your instant karma.
0: This is Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.
1: And we're back with your instant karma. We got Alan Marin, my special guest and co-host here, that will be reading it for us.
3: All righty then. Pay attention to the way you interact with your surroundings.
0: Ooh.
1: Well, I think that's pretty good because what we're talking about today is about like so, your awareness, your advice. You know, yep. going about the mediumship, going about into automatic writing, paying trust. attention. Yeah, tr- Intest- trust. Is a, intention. Tr- trust is a big thing, and that was the hardest thing that I had doing this work and, and you know i think the biggest part too was actually having that balance that needed to be there so i think if you just trust spirit and trust the energy and you're aware of what they're bringing you and what they're telling you it will flow perfectly and
2: also know that's not easy to do just like it is to just trust anyone in the world right well it's so like patience to trust too. yourself come <laughs> on guys if you can't trust others just at least trust yourself first
1: <laughs> absolutely well it's part of the patience It's part of that process i mean i think if we kind of are aware of our surroundings in this field in this work on your spiritual journey, you'll start noticing the signs and signals from the other side, but also what your soul is speaking or seeking. And so if your soul is saying like, I need this, I want that, I want to learn this, listen to it because again, when I came into this work, I wanted to know everything. I'm still like that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to absorb everything that I possibly can. And you know, I don't know everything about this work. I'm 30 years old and I think we are an internal student that we're always learning and understanding this process. So I don't think our journey is ever over. Like to me, when I think we're gonna pass over when I die, I think it's gonna be like pick a cloud, any cloud of what you want on their side. No, nope. <laughs> It ain't gonna happen like that. I still gonna think I'm gonna be learning on their side and still doing my job on their side. So um, yeah, with, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning the show. Ellen, thank you for being part of thank the you show for here. for having Until me on. Yeah. Until next time. Are, are you, you ready, ready for, for a breakthrough?
0: breakthrough? You've been listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera.